0: And here we go, folks. <laughs> Welcome to Inside Middle Tennessee on a nice, wonderful, pretty day, right?
1: It's the kind of day that makes you want to hibernate like the bears. <laughs> <laughs> There'll
0: be some bears coming out of hibernation. Yes. You know, we went in Yellowstone in May and boy, the wildlife. You talk about waking oh, up and running yeah. around. They were waking up and running around. But anyway.
2: That would be neat.
0: Nice nice, uh, gloomy day. We may it's get gloomy. into the 60s, yeah. or high 60s anyway. And uh we've been kind of having a bit of a cold snap for this time of year, it seems like. I think the average is in the mid-70s or in the 70s. Yes, and now. It, it's,
1: it's considerably colder. I've noticed people have already put some seeds in the ground. I don't know if they realize that the seeds will just sit there until the ground gets warm, yeah. or they might even rot, or the birds might get them.
0: <laughs> Sheila's full of happy this morning. Anyway, I'm Jim Ross. I'm just trying to steer this, this group. We've got Terry Wilcox on the board. Hey. we got got the, the dynamic duo of Sheila Hickman and Sarah Elizabeth Hickman with us. Don't know if Scott's going to be able to get with us today or not. We hope so.
2: Yes, he was at the. Uh, we had the Murray Alliance had the Farm City breakfast this morning at the 4H Center out on Line Parkway, or uh, Experiment Station Lane, as I learned it when I was a child. Uh, they recognized the Harris Jones uh, Farm, it's Greasy Branch Farm in Coleyoka today.
0: How many? How many people attended our ballpark?
2: Oh back? gosh, the room was packed. Yeah, it was, and and the 4H Center did the two break- or three hundred, maybe. Ma- yeah. Close. It, close. Um, the 4-H Center always has good food out there. If you ever get invited to an event, go. <laughs> the food is good. They had eggs and bacon and sausage, gravy, biscuits, and cinnamon rolls. If I, you what? know, if I eat a breakfast like that, I wouldn't eat for the rest of the day. <laughs> no, I wouldn't and, be any good. Didn't have to a ready. to-go
3: order?
0: Come no, on. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no to-go bags. No Man. to-go bags.
2: But um, it was very neat. um, uh, Scott Scott, Representative Sapeki and uh, Doctor Hensley were out there this morning giving um the proclamation. Uh, so it was it was really neat.
0: Well, like I said you should have brought some food. You know, it I used know. to be in old days, yeah. Terry, we had this show for years mm-hmm. that if you wanted to get an automatic berth on this yeah. show and to promote something, bring food. Yeah. Uh, Preferably donuts, but bring food of some type. And boy, well, that'll get you to. on real quick.
2: <laughs> Can we implement that again? Yeah. Maybe coffee. Yeah. I don't know. The so.
3: Jim's in charge, so if he says it, that's the way it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, by, golly. That by well,
0: golly. we have to tell the management here we yeah. got to get the coffee pot back, back up and running. <laughs> well, didn't some there.
1: of the restaurants bring food in in exchange have, we, for uh, advertising? Yeah, we
0: had a food sponsor. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, we would push them. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had, we've had Burger King, we've had McDonald's, we've had. Uh, uh, Kathy's. Yeah. Oh, yes. Kathy's had, on the house. Kathy's. Had yeah. Uh, we just had to have, Bill Glidden had to go over and pick up the biscuits in the morning and uh, and some other stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we well, can pull this off again. Yes, if there's
1: anyone listening who would like to do that.
3: And they can come in and talk about their their place. We'll be yes. more than happy to yes. discuss it with everybody. <laughs> you
1: have heard from Mr. T. Willie. He knows. That's, That's right. right. He, <laughs> does, he does know.
3: I'll tell you, last night, we had the first uh, broadcast of the Little League for they the year. I wanted to ask
0: you about that. How'd it go? It went
3: great. Uh, it was a little bit of misty at the beginning, but once the game, they got both games in. Uh, two great games. Uh, Clayton Harris's team uh, played the first game, uh, Baird Financial. They beat Civitan 12-4. to And in the second game, we had American Geothermal, which looked very impressive, 14-1 to over a brand new team, American Guttering. But a good crowd. Uh, good food as always. They have good food there at the uh, at the little league park. But a lot, of, it was it turned out a lot better than we thought. We didn't think we'd get the games in. But well,
0: they get they're bringing food trucks out there now. Aren't no, they? no, no. They've they actually used to. they've
3: got the yeah they did uh, during the pandemic, but now they've got the uh, uh, concession area. Uh, opened up. The, last year it opened up again.
0: So well, I think they make pretty good money on that. Now, yeah, how I many do. teams are in the league?
3: Uh, I don't have the entire list. Last year it was eight in the major division. I'm assuming that's what it is. Uh, I've not been given a complete list yet from our station manager. and waiting for that. But there was four, 14. I think they played Monday was the opening round and uh, opening of the season for the major league. The other two fields had games going on as well for the smaller kids, so uh, but it was a pretty good crowd considering the weather I think so.
0: Yeah. Mm. It is good.
3: It is good and we'll be back I next, know it's a
0: lot of fun too. too.
3: Oh, it is. We uh, Lou and I have an absolute blast and of course his, his dad Lee showed up just to give us moral support so uh, <laughs> that's oh, he's a great gentleman I want to
0: know who did the singing.
3: Uh actually we I did not have a singer last night.
0: So it's a team effort, huh? Well,
3: no, we actually just did the national anthem but uh I I didn't do take me out at the ball game because I didn't know for sure if we get the game in, so I didn't want to bring uh, have someone a, a local singer come in and then not be able to do it. So we'll have next week. Don McKinnon will be there from the Group Ball Colonel. So
1: right. that will be fun around, like be fine. around be the fine. fourth
3: inning of the first game. So
1: <laughs> that is so neat. That yes. will be such a wonderful memory for those young men and it their is. families. Oh, they
0: like it, and yeah. and of course, you know, the parents, I used to love, if, uh, if I wasn't shooting a basketball game, for example, I, I, I would sit there and listen on the radio, yeah. and, and you got a lot of good info, mm-hmm. you know, off yeah. all that.
3: Yeah, so, Lou, Lou is an amazing, amazing announcer, uh, and we had our first home run right off the bat there in the first inning of the second game, Brandon Smith drilled one over straight center field, so wow. Lou, Lou is excited, because last year, it was about four or five games in before we got a home run, but... And an earlier game, a uh, young man hit one right off the very top of the fence, but it came back in. So,
0: <laughs> uh, what's cons- the margin of error to do that? You about, know, if you think about, about
3: two that. inches, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Really, it's that close, depending on the, the way the ball hits. But uh, uh, and, the, and the air was heavy too, obviously with the, in the rain. So I think you're going to have some quite a few home runs hit this year.
0: Good, yep. got popped awesome. awesome. You know, I thought it was real interesting that that. Um, Sheila brought in a textbook that's older than she is.
1: No we well were, not quite. Not quite. Well what's
0: the copyright in the front of that book? It
1: I, is one edition from the one I had in the eleventh grade and it is well it was first copyrighted in nineteen thirty. The most recent copyright is sixty three. Sixty three.
2: Yeah.
1: It's Harcourt Brace and World. It's so just, you
0: need to tell everybody what it is.
1: Well, it's an American literature book. It's Adventures in American Literature, the Laureate edition. And somehow or another, I've got the one that both Paige and I wrote in. So it is probably priceless. There's probably no telling <laughs> what this would bring on the Man. rare book market. Now, what
0: is the Laureate edition? That means it's fancier. Oh, Okay.
1: <laughs> and I, I will tell you, we're so uh, pitiful in Murray County. This, I, I taught out of this book for 13 years before I got a new textbook. We don't get in any hurry about literature and grammar books because, after all, that doesn't change. But science probably changes. You probably need a new science book. But you could just, I was so aggravated. Nelson Andrews came from the state Education Commission, and I had a big round with him. I said, "Would you?" He's dead now, by the way. I said, "Would you ask somebody out here to play with a ball that was thirteen years old?" Well, heavens, no. (laughs) But Benjamin Franklin, still just Benjamin Franklin. What else can you (laughs) say about him?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And the next book is is all right, but this is this is. Concise, and it's a size that people can handle, and the literature books now weigh two or three pounds. They're
0: big old books. Well, they got great big type. That thing's yeah. got a little teeny. Oh, t- you it got, is. You yeah. Reading glasses to read yeah. that That's one. That's right. That's the old style.
1: It is. But I just love this book. It's just like an old friend.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got some good stuff in there on uh, on, yeah. on Franklin. Yeah, I oh, Ben yes. Franklin.
2: So. Last week we talked about um Pulaski and so and Franklin made sure Pulaski got over here to help with the revolution, so I did a little deep dive in Ben Franklin and mom's got some stuff as well, but
0: good we can start on both of them so uh, making a difference
2: Benjamin Franklin was an american printer publisher, author, scientist, and inventor, and diplomat um he was apprenticed at age 12 to his brother, a local printer. He taught himself to write effectively, and in 1723, he moved to Philadelphia, where he founded the Pennsylvania Gazette. Which became the Saturday Evening Post. Really?
1: hmm
0: Pretty so, famous paper. Yes.
2: Yeah. And then he wrote Poor Richard's Almanac, often remembered for its proverbs, uh, like, three may keep a secret if two are dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, we as we also agreed upon, too. It's also very true. It yeah, is very it is.
2: true. If you don't want it, no, don't tell it. And then early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And then there is no little enemy. That's from poor Richard Domino. There, I could go, there's a whole list of all that. So, um, but, um, he became a prosperous and promoted public service in Philadelphia, included a library, a fire department, a hospital, an insurance company, and an academy that became the University of Pennsylvania. Um his inventions include the Franklin stove and bifocals.
0: The Franklin stove. Yeah, good lord. Big old potbelly thing. Yeah,
2: a potbelly thing. So More efficient thing. than a fireplace. More yes. Yeah. yeah but um i as a kid because my mother was an english teacher and she taught american literature and talked about ben franklin and all that walt disney did a thing oh that's so funny it's like ben and me and it's it's a cartoon and it's ben franklin and a mouse and it tells the story of it's an a-
0: animated. Animated. Yeah, it is
2: yeah. so cute. I don't know if it's on Disney Plus. I need to look and see if it is. So well, we it, have the VHS at the house, but, um, it, but, is so cute. but it, it is so cute. But uh, it is so cute. But anyway, um, his experiences helped pioneer the understanding of electricity, you know, with the kite and the key. Even though it's said that the, the French already had figured that out, he sort of refined that. Um,
0: or maybe you wanted to prove it.
2: Yes. Um, he served as the member of the colonial legislature. He was a delegate to the Albany Congress, where he put forth a plan for the colonial union. Uh, he re- represented the colonies in England in a dispute over land and taxes. He returned. Um, he went back and forth to London several times, went to France.
0: Um, I thought he went to France and stayed for he did, a while. Yeah, for years. years. Yeah. Yes,
2: and he left his wife and children um he so a little bit of of his background in early life he wrote an autobiography um he was he was the tenth son of seventeen children Good God and he was apprenticed to his
1: brother, who was a printer, but the brother in those days apprentices were treated worse than slaves yeah and and the brother treated him so bad that's why he ran away and went to Boston. Because he just couldn't stand it anymore.
2: Yes, um, and so it said in his autobiography, he was the youngest son of the youngest son for five generations. Wow! <laughs> so mm-hmm. you think about like the first son is always very he inherits the fam- everything, everything according
0: and, to the English feudal system. Yes, so. yes.
2: So that way, so that would that was interesting. And then he wrote a series one of his first writing things was 14 essays signed as Silence Do Good. Yeah, he had it several. Sounds interesting. Si- he had several pen names. He lampooned everything from funeral eulogies to students of Harvard College. I would love to hear that. And the eulogy. persona the I persona was of a middle-aged woman. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, but y'all need. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. Yeah, you need to look up <laughs> Silence Do Good. Um, he uh, fell in love with a lady named Deborah Reed. Um, he had a, a son named William that was uh, an illegitimate son, but was raised by Deborah. He had a, a son, another a son with Deborah named Frank, and a, that died at age four, and a daughter named Sarah. So William eventually became. Uh, a governor, a royal governor, um, of New
1: Jersey. Of New Jersey. So they were on opposite sides during the war. So and wow. they
2: never reconciled. Um, really? He was the postmaster um, of Philadelphia, uh, and there in D.C. at the post office in Washington, there is a statue to him. Yeah, well, he established the U.S. Post Office.
1: That's probably the only time it made a profit. <laughs> <laughs> had made a profit, chance? No, no, no. But I, um,
2: he he did a lot of stuff. It was it would be hours for me to talk about all he did. He had an honorary degree from the University of St Andrews in Scotland. Um, and well, that was going to
0: be my question: if he yes. was an apprentice, mm-hmm. how did he get educated, or where did he get his education?
2: So I believe he was most self-educated.
1: Self-educated. He, he, uh, and, and there, there are a number of great American writers who received their education because they were printers. They, they, yeah. Hemingway he has a, a, Hemingway has a journalistic style because he worked as a newspaper writer. Joel Chandler Harris was yeah. a printer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because they learned to put words and sentences together.
0: Yeah. I tell you what, folks, we're up against a break, and we're going to come back to Ben Franklin here in just a few minutes, but we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee.
3: This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
4: 3, 2, one.
2: This is Sarah Elizabeth and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM.
0: We're back with Inside Middle Tennessee and just let it be known that during the break we've talked about the Garbage Man, Tillis Jewelry, uh,
1: Parks Motors, Parks, Parks
0: Motors. Motors and uh my, I mean we just
1: My
3: favorite place.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we just we just kind of talked about all of them how well, much fun they are you
1: never Ooh. know what kind of enlightenment you're going to have if you listen to us. <laughs> That's right. what kind of useless information yes. that we may dish out here
0: oh i'm yeah. uh, my my stepsons kid me all the time i know more you, information that is absolutely useless
1: oh than I anybody too. that they know i do too wonder why that is true of our age group
0: i don't well we were educated differently, for one thing. Well,
2: that's true.
0: You know, we didn't have we didn't have a calculator or a phone in front of us all. Heavens, the time. no, no. no. You
2: know? And you had to figure out how. to, Like, I need to look that up, and you would go to the encyclopedia. Yeah,
1: yeah, every, yeah. You
0: yeah. Know, I can remember when Al Gore invented the internet. <laughs> and uh, you know. I, yes, yeah. <laughs>
2: what I was, um, oh, I was at um, one of my friends. My best friend lives in um, Lynchburg shelbyville area and i was over there for her child's birthday and i was sitting at a table with another young man probably he's 10 probably eight or ten eight or nine or ten and um i said something and he said did you learn that from youtube or tiktok (laughs) (laughs) and i said uh when i was your age we didn't have anything and i said oh lord here i am 40 saying that and um, i said I was born before the internet, and I just sat there for a minute, like, "What was there a time? Yeah, was there a time before the internet? Yeah, was the- there a time, <laughs> like, the yeah. was there time? Yes, there was. But, you know, I remember and- when cable television came to town."
1: Yeah, I do too. Totally.
0: Well, I mean, you know, Sheila and I and Terry, we had we had three channels in black, black and white, white. and yeah. we <laughs> thought
1: they were something.
0: Yeah, and, and then, I, I remember when when uh, NPT was on channel two, yeah, and ABC was on channel eight, and they switched, swapped, yeah. they swapped, and they did it right in the middle of the day, and it was it
1: was such a big deal. Yeah, I remember that. You know. <laughs> Fli- flipping
0: around. <laughs> flipping around. So, so what about our boy Ben Franklin? What so, else is he doing? Yeah, thing? so yeah. like
2: I said, he received an honorary degree from the University of St. Andrews in Scotland, which led him thereafter being called Dr. Franklin. Ooh, yeah. And then he also got an honorary degree from the University of Oxford. Uh, and everyone wanted to paint his portrait after that. And then... Um, no Polaroid cameras. <laughs> no Polaroid cameras. So there is a famous painting of him in, like, um, a jacket that has fur and stuff. Uh, he has a fur around, and that was the one that was painted after that. So,
0: I Sheila, you and Terry are going to know this, but it's always fun to trip up Sarah Elizabeth. Do you know what coin that Ben Franklin used to be on? Ha, <laughs> ha.
2: I don't know.
0: Oh, we know. I'm, you you don't, don't. Come on, Terry. You know this one. I'm not that old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> woo, buddy. <laughs> woo, woo. You want to enlighten them, Sheila? You want me I don't know.
1: I'm trying to think.
0: Well, remember, what, when was the last 50 cent piece?
1: Oh. oh.
0: Remember those days, of 50-cent oh yes. piece was about the size of a silver dollar. Oh, yes, yeah. I, yes.
1: and, a, and the last am,
0: one that they had that went out was went out in the 60s, and it had John F. Kennedy on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have Kennedy. Kennedy. And half half dollars, prior yeah. to that, for I don't know how long, but years, ben Franklin. was Ben Franklin. Oh, okay. We
1: hadn't seen a half dollar in a long time.
0: No. All right, sir, I'll throw you an easy one now. What piece of currency has Ben Franklin? Oh, he's on
2: the $100 bill.
0: So there you go. Yeah. Hundred dollar. What's
2: a hundred dollar bill? The Benjamins. <laughs> It's yeah. <laughs> the one with the purple stripe
0: on yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> they got yeah. a stripe now.
2: Did you know them. he wanted the turkey to be the symbol yeah. of the United States? Mm-hmm.
1: I, well, we'd be right on top of that. All these turkeys we got running around here in Murray County. <laughs> I, I think soon there will be turkeys on the public yeah. square. Literal yeah. and figurative. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: Plus Washington, too. There's a yeah. whole lot there. Yeah.
2: Too. Yeah. turkeys everywhere. Turkeys everywhere. You know, that
0: adds a whole new definition of turkey shooting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if turkey, only it was legal if only, Yeah.
2: So uh but he was very interested. He served as um a delegate to the Continental Congress. Uh they in the movie Seventeen Seventy Six. It's a musical. they he is carried throughout town in this little um, carriage thing and he's got two people carrying him to the Continental uh-huh. Congress. Oh, I, I, I made know. my students when I taught at MTSU. You had to do a movie review from what you learned about that per- revolutionary period, um, and compare it to what really the movie happened. the movie did. Oh, okay. So
0: was uh, there a big contrast? A lot of times.
2: Sometimes, sometimes there weren't. Uh, it, it it depends. I I will never be able to watch Rob Roy or Braveheart ever again. Because I took a Scottish history class, because I took several Scottish history classes when I was at MTSU in my master's program. Dr. Beeman, he sat there and told us everything historically inaccurate. (laughs) (laughs) I can never watch them again, because I know what... It's not true. <laughs> oh, oh, it's it got Hollywood eyes. It's a movie. Yeah, it's, it's a movie. movie. It's, it's a movie. movie. They took right. liberty
0: with the truth.
2: Yeah, That's right. That's it's right. Like
1: supposed to make a better movie. Yeah. Sometimes the book is better than the movie. No, it the
2: is. the book's
0: always better than the movie.
2: Um, Franklin was a, a committee member of, to draft the Declaration of Independence with Thomas Jefferson, and, and and then he went back to France to seek aid for the American Revolution. Lionized by the French, he negotiated a treaty that provided loans and military support for the U.S. He also played a crucial role in bringing about the final peace treaty with Britain in 1783. Um, he was a member of the Constitutional Convention in 1787, and he, uh, and he was very instrumental in the adoption of the U.S. Constitution. So, he, he had a long time, a long career, a long time. Mom mentioned before we went on air... He retired at 42.
1: He had made so much money that as a printer and with his publications that, that he retired at 42 and spent the rest of his life another 40 years doing whatever he wanted to. And And he said in his—I don't have a copy of his epitaph, I, I but he said— I suspect he
0: was still involved in politics.
1: Oh, yes. He said— and he never patented any of these inventions he didn't bother with patents because he would said he would rather it be said of him that he was useful rather than he died
2: rich yeah. so he never patented any so, of bifo- so, so he did
5: both
1: yeah yeah
2: and yeah. when he came back from france he was not welcomed uh very welcomed the family and friends of the Lees in virginia and the adamses of massachusetts spread stories um uh, of him that were not true, um, but uh, well, he was a bit of a rogue. In yes, he was, yes, in he yes, he was in France. Yes, he was. In 1788, he petitioned Congress with a pathetic sketch of services of B. Franklin to the United States, which Congress never answered. But before his death, he signed a memorial requesting that Congress abolish slavery in the U.S. All right. I don't know that he
1: ever he didn't I don't know that he ever had any slaves. No. I think he was probably treated so poorly as an pr- apprentice to his brother that he wouldn't have any part of that kind of servitude.
0: as well say, but he may have had some apprentices then. well he may yeah.
2: have he may so, have but but, he but he was, maybe he treated him pretty well yeah, but he he was very interesting um he's it's something it's worth reading about him if you want to...
1: Well, he's sort of the epitome of the, the early American diplomat and he really had hoped that somehow we could strike a bargain with Great Britain and not fight a war. He thought we would have been better off never having to have.
0: Now, are you referring to 1776 or the revolution? You're talking, you're talking the about revolution. 1812.
1: No, the revolution. He thought, he thought that we would have been better off if we could have come to some kind of agreement but he was in the minority because from the very beginnings of the colonies there was such a spirit of independence because England was way across the ocean and we were over here and after all we could make roofs to suit ourselves. So that that, the seeds of independence were sown in 1609 when the first people landed in Virginia. There was a beginning there because they might have a royal governor well, remember, they, went, they also left because of persecution. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For, for uh, They had been mistreated because of their religious views. They were not in favor of the Church of England anymore. And they became separatist and they broke away from the Church of England and, and uh, had a certain autonomy that, that the English people did not have because they they were over here and they could just make up their own rules. You know, the Mayflower Compact is the first written document of uh, government in, on this continent. And, and uh, they came to an agreement because they knew that after they landed in 1620, if they did not come to some kind of organized agreement, then they would live in chaos. So they wrote down the Mayflower Compact and they lived by it. And and you can see from that point on, although we lived some some decades, some hundred years or so under British rule, mm-hmm. you can see how there was a spirit of independence there to begin with.
0: Yeah, well, and particularly you know the old taxation without representation. Oh yes, yeah. we, I wonder
1: yeah. if we still have that. Shipping
0: money. <laughs> Now, you know how kind of 1812 kind of started. Don't yes, they? Yeah. You yes. Know, they, the, the Brits really wanted um, America for its rich resources. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they want to increase their navy. And, of course, you know, the whole east of the Mississippi from top to
1: bottom was just full of, of forest and woodlands yeah. and, and timber. And they recruited the Indians to help them. They want the Indians helped
2: the British during the War of eighteen twelve. Um, yes, the the last of the Mohicans. Yeah.
3: Well, they found another one, so they had to they re- oh, had to recall all the books and rename uh, it. Oh dear. And next to the last book. <laughs> next to the
1: last <laughs> movie. Oh, <laughs> that is so funny. We'll have to talk about James Finmore Cooper sometime. <laughs> but uh, but Sarah Elizabeth's talked about the uh, poor Richard's Almanac. And one of the ways that a printer could supplement his income was to publish an almanac. And we still have the farmer's almanac, and people, some people adhere to this planting of by the fullness of the moon or the zodiac sign or something i hadn't
2: ever or quite when under- or when you will have a baby or the yeah the- when the t- sign changes i didn't ever yes, quite when you wean the cows and the horses yeah yes. people
1: are some people just adhere to that
0: do y'all not think that franklin's did this because he's got a very active mind and he was bored and he just wanted something to poke fun Well, at supposedly,
1: yeah, supposedly none of these ideas are original, that he was so well-read that he took the wisdom of the ages and put it into an American form so that it's become a part of the vernacular. People will quote Shakespeare. They'll quote Benjamin Franklin, and they'll quote the Bible. But they may not necessarily know which one is which yeah. because that's become a part of our speech patterns. That's just, just the way we talk. You
0: know who else gets quoted a lot? Mark Twain. Oh, yes. yes. And, and to some degree, Will Rogers. But yes, both, Mark they, Twain. They, they were kind of two, two peas in a pod as far as yeah. they, they they saw politics. And oh,
1: everything. yeah. Well, I, I read a few of these from the poor Richard Time Neck, and I told them. Told, uh, my group here, that I would have my students write down what they thought they meant, and they were so funny. They were so funny. I wished I'd kept some of those. but but They he, may be in the garage in that th- They front, may yeah. be <laughs> in the garage because so I, I, teachers are basically pack rats. Uh, experience, experience, this is from poor Richard, and poor Richard was a, a, another one of his personas. Experience keeps a deer school, but a fool will learn in no other. And that I'd always have to explain to the children that deer was not like dear Henry. Deer was like expensive. Uh, love your neighbor, yet don't pull down your hedge. Some of them are pretty well, you can pretty well get it on the first shot. I love this one. If a man empties his purse into his head, no man can take it away from him. An investment in knowledge always pays the best interest. How's that for a play on words? Boy, yeah, that is pretty good. Uh, uh, Tart words make no friends. A spoonful of honey will catch more flies than a gallon of vinegar. (laughs) People say that, you know, people still catch catch
0: more flies. flies. They shortened it, though. Yeah, Yeah, they did. Catch more flies. Glass,
1: china, and reputation are easily cracked and never well mended. That's a good one. Fish and visitors smell in three days.
0: No, Uh, I can't tell you how often I've heard that or used it. Yeah,
1: don't overstay. Your mother would say, don't overstay. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, One today is worth two tomorrows.
4: That's just not interesting. A uh, a
1: truly great man will neither trample on a worm nor sneak to an emperor. That's a good one. (laughs)
0: I'll I'll have you all know, I think it was Albert Einstein was the one that said, it said, the greatest force uh, in the world is compound interest.
1: (laughs) I believe that's right. He that riseth late must trot all day, and shall scarce overtake his business at night, while laziness travels so slowly that poverty soon overtakes him. Drive That's so true too. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Drive thy business, let it not drive thee.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Easily yeah, said. What about that, Sarah Elizabeth? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
1: he that composes himself is wiser than he that composes books. Self-control. Oh, uh, that, I,
0: that could be used in a lot of venues. Oh, that, yes.
1: I love this next one. He, and this would fit right in with our world today. He that is of the opinion that money will do everything may well be suspected of doing everything for money. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's as timely as it gets, isn't it? Well, you know,
0: speaking of money, this station needs to make a little money. <laughs> Therefore, we're going to be right back after these messages with Inside Middle Tennessee.
3: You're listening to the best in news,
5: talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee.
0: This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. And, Sheila, you've got one or two other ones Oh,
1: yes, I've got. you got uh, a lot of them circled oh, yes, in there. That's well, bad. Well, yes, and I've got uh, highlights. And, And you know, they used to say it was not good to write in books. I don't know why they said that. I guess because you had to turn the books at the end of the year. But, so uh, is,
2: it looks like Uncle Paige's writing is in, was it in red originally, yeah, and now it's in pink.
1: Red. It's faded to pink, but it was really in <laughs> red. And I can mostly read his writing because I used, was used to it. Well, let's do another one or two here. Creditors have better memories than debtors.
0: <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that stands to reason.
1: If a man could have half his wishes, he would double his troubles. Yeah, that's, Remember true. King Midas? Yep. that's yeah. true. Remember King Midas? Yep, That's true. Remember King Midas? The sleeping fox catches no poultry. Uh, That's another one
0: about about getting up, getting yeah, moving. Getting
1: yeah, getting Oh, oh, I love this one. Now that I have a sheep and a cow, everybody bids me good morrow. Now that I am so prosperous and I have a new red car, people want to ride with me.
0: <laughs> yes. You know, but but really, you kind of he brings up something. If you had livestock back in those oh, days, yeah. you oh, were yes. thought to be wealthy. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um. Keep thy shop, and thy shop will keep thee. You were, We've already, already done said, that one. Yeah. Pay oh, attention to
0: business. That's
1: right. Yeah. Although modesty is a virtue, bashfulness is a vice.
0: Yeah.
2: And Th- Scott's the Well, I yeah, speak,
0: Speaking of bashful, Scott just, <laughs> Scott just walked in. Of course, I'm sure he's been having fun over the Farm City. Uh, Did breakfast. you
1: listen to our presentation about Ben Franklin?
5: Uh, No, I did not.
1: Well, (laughs) we'll He will terribly... A A
4: stitch in
2: time saves nine, though. That's
1: pretty good. We'll have to give you a review lesson at the appropriate time. His
2: pop quiz will be forthwith. (laughs) All right. We
1: better let him have the floor. He looks as if he's got words to say.
5: (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, You don't look too
0: beat up at the moment. You look like you're halfway refreshed.
5: Uh, uh, yeah. Do you it's need a nice vacation? To, it's, nice, it's nice to be back in Murray County with Murray County people. Yeah. Um, it's Sometimes you just got to get out of Nashville and go back to just <laughs> normal people. No, <laughs> normal people. I'm peopled no. out. Normal I'm, people. You know, Scott, that, that
0: does remind me that at the federal level for the longest time, there was a thought there that it ought to be like political conventions, and every year you hold session. In mm-hmm. a different city or different place, just to get them out of Washington, you know, yeah. where things get, you know, the work stoppage department up there in Washington. Well, yeah. if you
5: would, if you would only allow them to be in session for the two years, a certain amount of time, like we are in the General Assembly, then they would spend less time in Washington and more time back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which would probably be better for all of us financially in the, in the whole country. Yeah. Um. So I, I know we're up against it, but I'm going to try to give you what we just did. Uh, we just got done passing the budget. There's a lot of stuff in here in the budget, a lot of stuff from Murray County. And so I just want to go over everybody with with it real quick and then if I say something, you just stop me and ask me a question. How's that? Okay. Sure.
0: We're particularly interested in the Murray County stuff. That's fine. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. All uh, yours. All
5: mine. Woo. Right. Uh we passed a budget fifty six point two billion this year. Now, sounds like a lot of money, which it was. It is. But here's what's really interesting. Out of that fifty six billion Nineteen billion of it is one-time, non-recurring money. That's yeah, (laughs) grants. That's that's incredible. That means our if we had a massive forty percent of the budget. Yeah, if we had a massive recession, and and we had to cut our budget, we could cut nineteen billion dollars out of the budget and still not affect services. Yeah. So that's how good a position we are, and it's because the people in Tennessee who keep moving here, and we keep getting more and more people, and they're buying more and more stuff, it's just at unprecedented numbers.
0: Now, that being said, we do got, you do have to understand that with more people becomes more demand for services yes. and more things that you have mm-hmm. to spend your money on, too. And, that,
5: and over the last 10 years, that base has gone up from $26 billion to roughly $37 billion as we continue to grow as a state. Yeah. But the extra money we are putting the use in, and I'll go through it in the budget. So a lot of these programs you're hearing are one-time monies that we're able to turn this 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 one-time money into allocations back to the local levels to help make the communities better. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through them here real quick. Uh, August, September, and October this year will be a, a food tax holiday, so you will not pay any tax on the food or the preparation of food. Good. So that that'll save Tennesseans roughly two hundred and seventy-three million dollars. Uh, oh, wow. In school safety, this is one that's very near and dear to me. We worked on this. Uh, 28 million for homeland security officers in every county. Those are not federal, those are state controlled.
1: So that will be a whole body of people trying to do that.
5: That's correct. And Murray County will have one dedicated individual that services Murray County to help law enforcement, mental health, everybody go around
0: evaluating schools, that security true? systems, true and, and everybody oh, interface yeah.
5: together. So information is is provided back and forth across different organizations in a in a more timely and smooth manner in cooperation. And then uh, like you said, uh, these SRO, I'm sorry. These homeland security officers' task will be to go to every school in the state, public and private, do threat assessments on them because we put money into budget this year to allow schools to pull additional resources down for the, the, the bullet resistant tape, the bulletproof windows, the cameras, the securities, the locks, uh, things that make our schools more difficult for people to gain entry in. If you watched the Covenant shooting, what happened was the, the system broke down when. The person pulled on the door. The doors were locked, and the person shot the, shot the glass out. Yeah. If you had the bullet resistant tape on there, or, or or the bulletproof doors or the glass, that doesn't happen. That individual never gets into the school, and the tragedy doesn't happen. Uh, we're also put uh, eight more million dollars in the behavioral health grants for the schools to be able to pull down M- more mental health experts. We've also got two hundred million now. On top of that and a mental health trust fund to help individuals get the necessary help that they need to get their lives back in order when they're going through a mental health uh, crisis uh in by 2026 this is in the budget that the average starting pay for a teacher will go from 37,000 to 50,000 in the state of Tennessee. That's a big jump. That puts us third in the Southeast United States now. Well,
1: that's very good because when I started teaching I made $5,000 a year.
0: You and you were rich too.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Well, a car only cost $3,000 then so yeah. it was more reasonable.
0: Yeah.
5: We all we also put um uh, $125 million more in this year for, for the budget for teacher pay raises on top of that. We also changed the law that we allowed retired teachers, and I'm looking at somebody sitting next to me here. <laughs> <laughs> we allowed retired teachers to come back to work under a 120-day contract Yes. without affecting their TCRS. We just changed that where we lifted the 120 days. You can go back to work as long as you want without affecting your TCRS or pension.
1: Well, I declare. Well, I might go back and teach. For but your teaching 000. certificate
2: has expired.
1: Oh, yeah, my certificate. We put expired. a
5: waiver in there that we can get them waved back through as long as it was in good standing when it expired.
1: Uh-huh. Well, somebody <laughs> told me they'd fix your certificate if they needed you. <laughs> I, I have a, hey, I that, gotta, that goes for a lot of things, <laughs> see, if they need you
5: Trust me, i got connections at the Department of Education <laughs> um, We also put $7.6 into tutoring for K-3 students We are expanding tutoring in summer school down to kindergarten Good. We will be working on the law Remember the bill I had last year about trying to put a trigger in place for kids to be retained a year in kindergarten. Yes. We're trying to figure out how to do that. So w- that bill has been pushed forward the next year. Over the summer, we'll be working on a process on how to identify a student that needs to be retained in either kindergarten or first grade to get them the they need. Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Well, let, let it be known that we have a inside middle tennessee alumni who comes in here from time to time uh, by the name of ellie grace who's going to experiment with the summer school system this year
5: and so uh in in the in the retention bill that i just ran uh we we put in there data collection to look at the students that go to summer school that retake the test that get the tutor how they perform the following year to make sure that the things we're doing on the front end are working on the back end when they move on to fourth grade on economic development, this is big for Murray County. We put $5 million in the Brownfield cleanup. The, the That's, Monsanto factory? Yeah, that and is we, awesome. we, we put money in there that that company now will be able to draw money down to help get that place uh, remediated remediate so that it can become useful ground again in Murray County.
1: Well, that place is scary. Something needs to be
5: done. We put uh, $3 billion into the Transportation Modernization Fund. That will be divided into the four dot Grand Divisions, so that $750 million in the southern region will be available to be uh, for specific projects in our southern region, such as Bear Creek four-lane to the interstate or Highway 31 north to 840, that expansion there. We also put an additional $300 million into the state aid fund. So Van Boshiers, our superintendent, gets a certain amount of money from the state to maintain the bridges and roads on, in the county. We put additional funding in there for Van so he'll have more money to start attack these bridges and these roads that are getting old, uh, and maybe we can get them fixed, like, for instance, the Sandy Hook Bridge down in in, in, yes. in Sandy Hook. Um, we've also... I'm going through this as quick as I can for you. We five minutes. That's fine. In law and order, uh, we put $50 million into violent crime intervention. We put uh, additional money into the, our TBI, and then we added $28.7 million for 140 new Tennessee Highway Patrolmen. That's uh, needed. On interdictions yeah. in Memphis, in Nashville, uh, our major cities where drugs and sex trafficking are happening. We're going to have more troopers on the ground to address those issues. Uh, we put eighty five million dollars into improved maternal and postpartum outcomes for for women, twenty million into crisis pregnancy centers. Uh, we also put fifteen million to establish a child care improvement fund, and then we also increased by forty two million the amount of money that 's paid to foster care parents who take care of uh, intellectually d- disabled individuals. Uh, health care. Uh, we also put $33 million into nursing home support to bolster that and allow those individuals to be paid more so they can be more competitive. And then in parks and recreation, we put $329 million into our Tennessee state park system. We will be building four new state parks in the state, $41 million for trail for trails and greenways. I'm sure you'll be writing grants on those. And then, uh, yes. <laughs> and then $82 million for a statewide environmental cleanup. And then a couple things that are very important for Murray County. Uh, we put $5 million more into the Volunteer Fire Department grant, so our Volunteer Fire Department well, will be good. able to take advantage of that. One of the problems we have in Volunteer Fire Departments is they have hand-me-down equipment sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to be able to draw down. They've been doing this for a while. Since I've been up there, we've been putting this program in place. And Murray County continues to draw down money for our Volunteer Fire Department so that they can have the most technologically advanced equipment. So now they're not a volunteer. They're a state-of-the-art Volunteer mm-hmm. Fire Department, which is very good, too. We put uh, $2 million into emergency medical services for the same type of thing. So EMS can pull down those grants to help make their services better, along with our rescue squads. Rescue squads are very specific type of of individuals and trucks that go to pull people out of buildings, to pull people out of wrecks. And we're putting $3 million in there to pull those grants down to make their equipment as efficient as possible. And then the one that was a direct result uh, of myself and others asking for uh, money, uh, legislative initiatives for the um, Miracle League fields and the all-inclusive playgrounds, the, instead of just funding them all individually, what they did was there were six of us who were asking for money. They put $2.5 into a grant that will allow Murray County, we were hoping to get $250,000 to finish off the program, will now be able to apply for half a million dollars so now the, that, that Miracle League field <coughs> should be off and running very soon here, plus that all-inclusive playground, plus when I was on the Spring Hill Parks and Rec Committee on um, Port Royal, we built a park that is also all-inclusive too. So now that will benefit them that they'll be able to pull additional money down up there to make it more, more inclusive to everybody.
0: And Julie Beck's going to love you. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> well, Well, it, it,
5: this is the way that we put the excess money to work for, for, for the communities in Tennessee. Uh, we don't have a state income tax, nor will we ever have a state income tax. So when we have these monies coming in, like I talk about the $19 billion one-time money, we can turn that money around and ship it back and push it back to the communities so that the locals can pull money down on products that they deem are very very good for for their communities.
2: So that's...
0: Yeah, the closer to the people that you get the money to, the more efficient the use of that money becomes. Yeah, yeah. That's correct. Well,
2: yeah, that, and that's sort of sometimes how grants are scored is cost per person. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. So a lot of good things in there for Murray County in the budget mm-hmm. this year. Uh, really appreciate the budget committee working with us. Um, out of all the things I w- I've done this year, I spent more time talking to the budget chairman, trying to
1: get, <laughs> get money pulled
5: down because we're one we're of the fastest growing. We need more money yeah.
4: Yeah, to account does. for our
5: infrastructure and our growth, right?
4: Growth does and not pay for if itself. You,
5: if you don't believe we're growing, right, if you just don't believe <laughs> we're growing, I suggest you drive north to Spring Hill. Yeah. On Highway 31, yeah, you will tribe, see growth hitting tribe. you everywhere. And with that comes crime. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the SROs, we funded an SRO for every school in the state. Well, Murray County already has one. Yeah. So what we're hoping to do, and I'll, and I'll be talking to Commissioners and Mayor Butt about this, is keep the funding for those existing SROs and then pull the money down from the state and add our, another SRO in all of our schools. Oh, that'd be lovely. And then you can have them where some, sco- some schools, some systems... They'll add additional SROs, but what they'll do is they'll create four or five of them that are a threat assessment team, and they float around all public and private. They float around all the schools in the county, and you may have one day, you may have five or six SROs in one school, just going in and talk to the kids. Yeah,
4: so which, which so, is
0: fine because somebody that wants to do harm has no idea if there's going to be.